We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom. This is founder and CEO of KC Sports Network, BJ Kissel. We just launched a brand new channel here at KCSN that we are very excited about, and it just came together beautifully. It's called KCSN Storytelling. There are so many phenomenal stories surrounding sports in our community, and we wanted a platform to tell those stories. This channel will be led by Marlia Campbell, who over the last couple of months has been working on a five-part miniseries that tells the behind-the-scenes story of how the NFL draft came to Kansas City. She had exclusive interviews with Kathy Nelson, Quentin Lucas, and Greg Graves. The episodes are only about 15 minutes long, and it's the perfect way to share the journey of how the biggest event in Kansas City history, at least until right now, came together. And it's featuring those who made it happen. So, this is the first episode. If you enjoy it, you can find the link to the channel in the description to check out the next four episodes. It's audiobook style, so sit back and enjoy the story. We're confident that you'll like what you hear. Where the first pick took some really big thinkers in town to say, hey, there's nothing that we can't do here. KC Sports Network presents the stories behind how the NFL draft came to Kansas City. It opened a door unlike anything we've had. Join Marlia Campbell on the new storytelling channel at KCSN. How do we sell and share what Kansas City is all about? Yeah, I'm going to work like hell to make sure we share the best, but... It means that we have to be near flawless. We deserve this. We deserve this. And uh, we are going to host one hell of a party. Hear from a few of those who made it happen, like Kathy Nelson, Quentin Lucas, and Greg Graves. And now, here's Marlia Campbell. This is the story of how the NFL draft came to Kansas City or more accurately, how the small group of people behind the bid overcame an initial rejection, a terribly timed freak rainstorm, and a freezing airplane, among many other hurdles over nearly a decade to lock in the biggest event the City of Fountains has ever seen. The 2023 NFL Draft is expected to add a $150 million lift to the city's economy. April 27, 2023, the lawn outside Kansas City's historic Union Station will be flooded with hundreds of thousands of people from across the country. One by one, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will call out the names of the nation's top talent, dreams coming true in front of not just those in attendance, but millions more on television, creating priceless exposure for our town. So how did it get here? 
Why Kansas City? This story doesn't start when the Chiefs won Super Bowl 54. It doesn't even start when Kansas City drafted a young man at a Texas Tech named Patrick Mahomes. It starts in 2014. Goodell announces the draft will move from New York City for the first time in half a century. The Big Apple had hosted the draft since 1964 at a variety of different venues, but most recently, Radio City Music Hall starting in 2006. Thursday, July 17, 2014, Goodell announces the league would consider moving it to either Los Angeles or Chicago in 2015. They'd eventually settle on the latter. Meanwhile, in Kansas City, Kansas City Sports Commission CEO Kathy Nelson gets a phone call. I've had the fortune of attending the draft in New York a few times to work in the production truck. So I knew it was a business meeting. I know a little bit about it. And then in my role as CEO for the Sports Commission, the Chiefs had reached out and said, hey, we really think we should go when they take it out of New York and go check it out in Chicago and let's see what this looks like. And I thought, that's kind of interesting. At that time, we really didn't say, would this work in our city? It was, let's just see what this is about. So Jeremy Slavens and myself, the two of us traveled up there. Jeremy is the Chiefs Director of Events at the time. Had a little bit of feel and flavor for what it was. I think everyone was caught off guard at that time, both from the city of Chicago and then the NFL of, this is a huge opportunity. So then the second year in Chicago is when we said, could this work in Kansas City? Should this work? Do we want it to work? And then those conversations started with police department, fire department, because we need them at the table for an event like that. So really it was those early years of, okay, this is an, an event, this could be an event, and if so, do we want it in Kansas City? The Chiefs want to consider bringing the draft here, so they call Nelson. This is a good time to pause and talk about the Sports Commission. It's important to know why Nelson's phone rang, why her organization spearheads this process. There's nothing that this gal can't do. That's former Burns and McDonald CEO Greg Graves. He's extremely important in this story. We'll introduce you to him and his role in all of this later on. I just, I, I literally believe it, and Kansas City and the sports community is so beyond lucky have Kathy Nelson as a part of our team. So we have supported her in the biggest way possible. In fact, my chief financial officer, Denny Scott, was the chairman of her board for quite a few years. And as, as long as I have anything to do about it, uh, we, we need to do everything in this town's power to help Kathy be successful in whatever ways she chooses to be it. And thank God right now we have her on sports. And we need her there in the worst way now because we have a big party to run here in the next few weeks. Graves summarizes it perfectly here. No one knows the ins and outs of what it took to get a major event like this to Kansas City better than she does. Seven words plaster the homepage of the Sports Commission's website, making a better Kansas City through sports. So the Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation were, and this is now way in the weeds, but we're a C6 and a C3 not-for-profit entities, two separate entities. And we really focus on three things. We work to... Um, engage people in participating in sport. We want you and your family to run a 5K or attend a sports camp or really engage in sports and get physically active. Then we focus on people spectating sports, bringing the Big 12 to Kansas City. We want people to buy a ticket. We want you to cheer on those events when we bring them to town, like the NFL draft. We want you to spectate 
And then lastly, we focus on celebrating, planning a parade. We have an awards banquet, opportunities where we're, we're at the table of celebrating sports in our city. We normally are the, the front person on that. So our small staff is really lead for anything, everything sports, events. We own a lot of our own events, the Kansas City Marathon, the Kansas City Triathlon, camps and things. But then we also work to attract and bid on events, whether that's NCAA. We've got a significant bid working on right now for the Olympic um, gymnastics trials. We are, of course, the NFL Draft and World Cup. So we are the leaders in that bid process. So Nelson and Slavens make the trip up to the Windy City. Just to paint the scene here a little bit, it's 2015, the Chiefs are coming off a 9-7 season, missed the playoffs, and would go on to draft Marcus Peters and Mitch Morris in the first and second rounds this year. And with the number one overall pick. pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Jameis Winston. Of course, that's why we went just to see the footprint and what that could be, what it what it looks like, what what would be the opportunities, and would this fit in our market in our city? So that first trip was a lot of walking, figuring out wh- what are the opportunities, what are the places where they engage with fans, where do they have their parties, what are they doing for alumni and VIPs, and where's the stage show? And in, in that time in Chicago, the stage show was in a very small um, venue. And so Jeremy, Jeremy and I walked into that venue, and I thought, well, gosh, this would work at the Midland. And, and we walked out of there, and like, but the fan part would be where we would need to be outside and engaged with the fans that way, but we could put the stage itself in the Midland or, or Kaufman. And then the next year in Chicago, it was bigger, and that's when their stage was different and outside, and you're like, oh, it's really growing quickly so immediately we knew that if we were going to think about this and create an opportunity to pitch back to the NFL, we had to think really big and really different. Another quick pause. The Midland, for the record, fits about 3,000 people. The Kaufman Center, just under 2,000. But I think you could have hosted it in a, in a small bar at one time. You could have hosted it in my Burns and McDonald conference room at one time because the people who were making the draft picks were actually there. There weren't the war rooms, and there weren't the, the media, and the and uh, I, I I still go back to it. the NFL knows how to brand their sport like no other sport in the world, and they have created this brand that everybody wants to be a part of, and has created billions and billions and billions of dollars in value to the owners of the of the NFL, but has also created great opportunities for cities. The Las Vegas Review Journal estimates roughly 600,000 people attended the 2022 NFL draft. That's where this was at at this point in time. They have turned something that was a pretty small, boring, three-day experience, and they have turned it into a rock concert. So this small group of people realizes this is something they'd eventually like to bring to Kansas City. Now what? It was um, a conversation with the city manager at the time was Troy Schulte, uh, with the mayor, Sly James. And you know, we have to have that support from them to be able to make this happen. This just isn't the sports commission and the chief saying, yeah, we'll bring that here and this will work. It involves thousands of people. So we had to have some type of, yes, we're in. Um, let's start to really put the bid together then and start to put together um, what the 
the LOC, the local organizing committee, could look like and who do we need at the table? And it was complicated because this was something we had never done before to that scale necessarily, and the NFL still didn't know exactly what they were looking for. So once it really then, they just, once they decided, because Chicago didn't bid on it, they worked out an agreement and it moved from New York to Chicago. Then once they realized after the second year in Chicago that it could work in other markets, that's when other markets came to the table and said, okay, we, we're interested, we would like to try and attract that event to our city. So after Chicago, a lot of conversations with local officials, with a lot of police and fire department, like I mentioned, emergency management services, because this is one of those events where it takes truly the whole, whole entire community to come together to make this work. So a lot of conversations. Then it was, yes, we think we can make this happen. And then it was back to the chiefs. Okay, our city's ready. The sports commission's ready. Are you, what can you bring to the table to help us? So Kansas City officially gets started on its bid process. The NFL was still trying to figure this out. So we had that in our favor, that they were really going, okay, what do we need to do for a budget? What do we expect from a city? What's that next step? So at the same time, we, we've been very successful in Big 12 basketball, keeping Big 12 men's and women's here in Kansas City. So we use that local organizing committee chart to go, okay, we know we have volunteers taken care of. We know we have transportation leads. We know we have hotels. We know we have fan. We know that when spouses come to town, we know how to treat them. We know where the players go. When they don't have a game, we'll take them to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. So we had that in place. We just made it a little bigger. And then we added things like a military component. We added Greg Graves, who was CEO of Burns McDonald. He came in and helped as our fundraising chair. So there were certainly things that we expanded upon, but there certainly was a blueprint that, that helped make it that successful. And even with NCAA events, we hosted the 2017 Division I Women's Volleyball Championship, broken attendance record. We used that local organizing committee chart to really build from. we That's the chart we worked from for the draft. Big events like this take years and years. There's the technical part of the bid. There's the financial part of the bid. There's the security and safety and footprint and venues. Then there's also relationship part. They're not just going to hand it to you if, if they don't know you and don't trust you. They, of course, knew the chiefs, but they're not the ones that will actually make the event happen. They'll be very involved, but they needed to get to know our staff and have that trust factor and understand from other people too, other third-party groups that would use us, our city, that yes, the NCAA trusts Kansas City, the Big 12 trusts Kansas City. So it certainly took many years, and that was a little pre-Patrick. <laughs> so to think back to that um, is funny then, and then we've picked up steam since, and now I think the NFL is like, we can't imagine a better city for this. Coming up in our next episode. There are 27 people from the NFL that were ready to listen to us. A trio of Kansas Cityans hop on a plane to New York for the presentation of a lifetime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.